Hey there, I'm Kevin Daisy. And I'm Eric Olson. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Managing Partners Podcast. I'm Kevin Daisy, and I'm your host, as always. And today, I have a really cool guest who is an expert in podcasting, but not just any podcasting. They specialize in legal podcasts. So podcasts for law firms is what they do. So super relevant to you listening today. And so I'm excited to have Robert Ingalls on the show to share his experience. Kevin, it is a delight to be here. I appreciate it. I feel like we have checked one of the boxes for why people like to podcast, and that's networking. We, I feel like we've talked at great length already just leading up to doing the podcast. So that's been a cool part of it. For me, that's number one. You know, we will kind of talk through all the, the ways that law firms can use it and use it. But for me, it's the conversation we're having right now. And I was just talking to Robert a second ago. It's like, I'm not even really aware that we're recording more so me and him are just having a conversation. So for me, when I can bring on an attorney or another expert or even a competitor, building that relationship, having the one-on-one conversation. And I just generally like the conversation since I run a business, it's all relevant to me. I can apply what I learned from Robert to my business, to my podcast. And so there's just a million benefits to doing this. And we'll get into some of that and hopefully answer some questions and and give you guys some ideas of what you can do if this is right for you. So real quick, uh, lawpods.com, as simple as it can be, lawpods.com. I love the brand. I love the name. I like how, you know, Straightforward is, and you have the domain to match it. So, uh, yeah, you type law pods in almost any search bar and you're going to find us. Perfect. I love it. Yeah, it's, uh, that's a tip right there. If you can <laughs> there you go. get the dot com that matches your name or brand, uh, do so. And if, uh, if you could do that before you even finalize the name. So, yeah, because somebody's going to try to sell it to you in an inflated rate if they know you got that company. Yeah, especially once you're doing good, right? So, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Robert, let's, let's, you know, first dive into your background. And tell your story and, and how you got to where you're at behind the mic. Cut me off whenever you need to, man. I feel like it, uh, it gets long-winded sometimes. But I, I was a practicing lawyer for almost seven years. And it became apparent just a few years in that it wasn't a great fit for me. I'd ended up in law school because I just, I'd been attracted to the law from a young age. I was just interested in it. I wanted to be involved in the criminal side. That's what I went to school for. I got out, I started practicing criminal defense and it was a lot for me. uh, You know, you go in idealistic. I think a lot of lawyers do. And I don't know if that's a feature or a bug, but it, you get relieved of that relatively quickly. And I just found myself lying awake at night with a lot of heavy shit just weighing on me. And I am, I'm the kind of person that just in my day-to-day life, I just kind of like to get along. I like it when people are happy to see me, when we (laughs) just all have a good relationship with each other. Everybody's pretty pleased. That is how I like my life to go on a day-to-day basis. And it was not like that. On any given well, we day, share that because that's the way I am too. <laughs> yeah, it's such a pleasant way to be, and I, I don't love conflict. I probably really should have thought more about that before going into a profession that where conflict is actually business development. Do you have conflict? I would love to have some conflict of yours. <laughs> and but on any, any given day, I was playing the role of villain in someone's movie, and I didn't like that. And frequently, more frequently than I would have liked they were right in my 
from my where I feel, just the way I feel about life, I felt like I was doing something that conflicted with my values. Now, I don't think I was doing anything wrong. I was absolutely doing my job, but that was the problem. Doing my job conflicted with the way I felt and the way with what I thought was right. Criminal defense attorneys are doing very important work and some of my best friends are in it and they're great at it. And when I was a criminal defense attorney, I helped some what I believe to be really good people out of really tough spots. But more often than not, that wasn't the case. More often than not, I was championing somebody who was up to no good. <laughs> and everyone gets to where they get with the life decisions that they make. I get all of that. But I just couldn't be a part of it anymore. I was, the, the things I saw, the things people would say to me, uh, the things you have to see during discovery, it was a lot. And so I, I found out pretty quick that wasn't going to work for me. But I kind of tried How'd to you get to the going, yeah. okay, right. what's next? Right, right. And how did you get to this point where you're like, you know what? I love yeah, podcasting. I, I kind of wandered around in law a little. <laughs> I did some employment. I did some civil litigation. But where it all really started to come to a head was right after I got married. You know, these big life moments, they make you rethink things. And right after I got married, within a couple months, my wife let me know without really any warning, I think we should start having, trying to have a baby like right this second. And <laughs> up until that moment, that was very much like tomorrow guy's problem. And then all of a sudden it became, oh shit, somebody might live here next year. And <laughs> I was kind of spiraling, really not hanging, hanging on by a thread at this point. And I, the idea of having to add that to it was just more than I could bear. And I kind of had a proper freak out. I think mostly unbeknownst to her, but when I pulled it oh, together, she's not listening. I'm just kidding. <laughs> she knows this story well now. <laughs> and she was incredibly supportive throughout the process. I always got to give her that. That was great. But I pulled it all together, sat down and I made a list of things that just had to get tightened up. Just non-negotiables. The top of that list was money because I had not figured out how to make any. Um, I was working all the time. I was super stressed. And on top of all that, I was broke. And that just, was, it just wasn't going to work. And so I read a book about money. And then that author had a book about leadership. So I was like, I'll read, read that too. I got employees that come in whenever the hell they want. Like <laughs> I just hadn't really thought about how to be a leader and manage an office. So I read that book. And that book said, you should listen to our podcast. We have this podcast. I'd never listened to a podcast before. This is around September 15. Okay. And I listened to that one. And then I listened to another one right after that. Uh, it was another one about like office culture and leadership. It was called Awesome Office. And the founder of Quest Nutrition is this guy, Tom Bilyeu. And he was the guest on there. And I look at my life. There, there's a few moments in your life that are so pivotal. And that was a huge one for me. It was like before that and after that. Because I listened to this two-part episode, which I still have. Just, the, the show is gone. It's been taken down. But I was... I figured out how to dig into the web and find <laughs> download three links and find them and download them. So I still have them because they were so instrumental in just shifting my direction in the way and my mindset is really the best way to say it. It taught me that episode introduced me to the concept of mindset. And the real takeaway from the episode was you can do anything you want with your life. That really is what you could boil it down to. And we've all heard that so many times that it's almost <laughs> meaningless it doesn't sink in, right? It doesn't. And but in that moment, I heard it. And I I I, I thought I I really believed us. I think I can do 
anything I want. No idea what that was going to be, but it, <laughs> it gave me that space that I'd never considered. Oh, I don't have to be a lawyer. I don't have to do this thing anymore if I don't want to. Now there were years of toiling and figuring it out and struggling. And, but I, that was the day it started within a month. I owned a thousand dollars worth of podcast gear. I owned oh, this wow. mic that I'm talking into go big or go home and just started playing around with all of the tech in my office. I started a podcast in my law firm not long after that. And over this process, I'm getting very into self-reflection and personal development, which I'd never done any of that before. And it just shifted the way I saw the world in a very profound way and set me on a different trajectory, which was completely away from the practice of law. And over the course of time, I'm dabbling with this and another lawyer sees me doing it and he says, hey, could you help me do it? That was my first client. <laughs> and there was a lot of rough moments throughout through the journey. I feel like any any real story has those where it was tough because the baby came and it was expensive. And not only was I not making money as a lawyer, I was really not making money as I was stopping being a lawyer with no other source of revenue. <laughs> and I'm trying to do this little hustle here, but I don't know how to make money with that either. So it got a little rough for a little while there, but I ended up taking a job at a bank. One of my colleagues from law school, just at the right time, ended up having a position on his team to fill and uh, they, they liked hiring lawyers. And I jumped in there and that was a breath of fresh air. It wasn't fun work, <laughs> but it was compared to practicing. It was so easy. And yeah, I bet. <laughs> they, just, they just paid you every two weeks and they gave you benefits. And it was more money than I'd ever seen before. Uh, for I gave you time, oh, to, so, so gave much you time, time to work on, on this. Right? It gave me a ton of time, but it also gave me the emotional energy because it wasn't sucking me dry. Mm. So I, I had this extra, I had my money covered. I had this extra time and I had this emotional space where I could sit at, at nights and weekends and really commit to that. And so I did that job for two years while I built this. That's awesome. Hey there, this is Kevin Daisy your host and founder of Array Digital. If you're tired of wasting money with agencies that just can't get it done, then please check out my law firm, Digital Marketing Agency at ArrayDigital.com. If you contact us there, you'll be sure to line up a meeting with me where we'll walk through your exact situation and come up with a plan for what you can do to improve your marketing results. I look forward to talking to you now back to the show. Definitely an awesome story, unique. And I, you know, I'm sure a lot of people listening right now, you know, lawyers, you know, had tons of struggles. I know when I started my company, I think I went negative 10,000 the first year and my wife, well, girlfriend at the time married now, but you know, luckily she had a good job and it kind of afforded me to take a loss, but it was really challenging and it yeah. was not nothing what I expected. Never um, and it took years to get even to an established point. Um, it really does. Yeah. My, my, uh, where, where it all really came to a head was I, I was, I'd, I'd shut down the law office and I get a, I get a text from my wife and it says, what's a tax garnishment? I'm like, oh, oh. yeah. Um, and so they, we hadn't been you know, married terribly long, but they had started garnishing her taxes or her paycheck for my unpaid taxes. Oh, wow. And that's a tough conversation to have. And uh, to her credit, she, she handled it really well. She gave me the space, but also she's like, look, I know, 
I know that that's been a struggle. I know that you're ch- you're after something and you're inspired, but and and I got <laughs> but. And, and when that's when I went and I got serious about finding a job. I was like, okay, the bills got to get paid. We'll worry about everything after that. Bills got to get paid. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like with my audience and most of my guests here, you know, it's it's all about growing your firm and business to make sure those aren't your problems and that you make what you should and you can make as much as you want or just be comfortable and have a good lifestyle and have that family balance. So you're right. I mean, you that's what too. it's all it's about. Like, what do you want? I think that's such, that's really an important question. I think people, sh- if they haven't, should slow down and ask is what is it yeah. that you actually want? Because you might not want 10 lawyers and a bunch of yeah. associates or, or, you know, a bunch of lawyers working for you, a bunch of support staff. And then you end up there and you go, oh, wow this is actually isn't what I want at all. I'd rather have maybe one or two and just a much more of a lifestyle, not so stressful. Yeah, no, I, my uh, now friend, Brian Glass, Ben Glass's son, me and him were chatting the other day. I think it might've been on an episode from the podcast here, but one of the things he said, which is, I think I brought this up before on another episode, but <clears throat> this is just so good and relevant to what you're saying is, it's easy as a business owner or a, a law firm or whatever to like set a goal. And it's usually uh, monetary, like uh, we want to do 3 million next year, or 2 million next year, whatever. But he's like, what does that mean? So say we're going to do 3 million next year. What does that look like? How many people does that mean we hired? How many, you know, how much, you know, more marketing we got to do? How many people we got to hire? Do we have to go to a bigger office? Like, is that something you really want? And break it down because that might not be the target you're looking for. And, and again, that's monetary. So it's not very motivating unless you know if it's going to change your life for the better. Right. And it might not. Right. So I think when, if people take their goals that they just kind of pluck out of thin air and go, what would that actually mean for me? And it is actually measurable and actionable where I have the desire to do it because then you'll actually do it. Yeah. You know? And with the problem I've discovered with monetary goals too is top line and profit are very different. <laughs> and sometimes very. You hit, you'll hit a growth spot where the company grows, but now you have all these new expenses and what you would come to rely on as your margin changes. And so now you are, you have a larger company, you have a larger top line, but your take home might not change much. Or it might go down. Yeah. <laughs> so. And that's something that you go, oh, now, as long as you have your head wrapped around, okay, but what about when it, that doubles? What's that look like? But because me, I'm, you know, like moonshot here, but it is, it's something that I think if somebody hasn't thought long term, about what they want and why they want it. Do you want to build an empire? Yeah. Then it, it, I think that can be really tough. Yeah, everything comes with challenges. Every time you grow, there's something else breaks and oh. you got to deal with all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And that's, that's why I tell people is you got to love the process because I have this vision board that I made years ago and I've, I haven't updated it too much. And some of the stuff on it is done and some of it's a foregone conclusion, but I don't look at it that much anymore because in the beginning it was like, this is what drives me. I look at this. I'm going to get this. I'm going to go here. And now I love the whole thing so much. I love building. I love when something breaks. Yeah, it's frustrating, but you're like, okay, let's go figure it out. Yeah, I love that process. I'm in love with the process so much that the goals are important. But the, it's not like it was. Yeah. Well, you know, and to, you know, for lawyers specifically, you got lawyers that fall in love with the business of running a law firm and you got the lawyers that just love being a lawyer and doing the work. And so those definitely have different paths. Um, You can still grow, but you got the ones that are, man, I just want to get and work on this case and I want to, you know, and so you got to figure out what, what are you and what are you trying to do? And that, 
you know. Yeah, the ones I've seen. It can depend on what you do for a podcast, if that's what you're going to do. Right. What kind of podcast you would have. Yeah. Well, as I say, the ones I've seen do it really well is where you have the one partner who loves the marketing and loves the business development. And the one that's like, I'll be in court every day. Yeah. And then you have the other one that's like, yeah, exactly. So that's a good partnership right there. Actually, it's a Smith Kleinsmith, if you're out there listening. I had her on the show and her partner is like, she's the lawyer and loves talking about the law and her clients and all that. And then her partner is business marketing and like does all that part. So they're completely perfect for each other. So, and that's kind of how me and my business partner are at a red digital. He's all business numbers, you know, process. And I'm completely opposite of that. So I'm like talking to people and sales, marketing and, and everyone's happy. Hopefully that's what I like. And, you know, working with the team and, you know, that's my passion. So, well, let's get into the podcasting for those that are here to learn about podcasting. So, you know, we were chatting a little bit. So obviously you fell into it. You fell in love with it. You started helping law, uh, other law firms out. Give us a little bit of idea of law pods right now, as you stand, what kind of clients you, you kind of help and what that usually looks like. Uh, yeah, we help medium to large size firms. I'd say that's probably more than 80% of, of our clients. And our clients are coming to us because they want a podcast for whatever end goal, which is we can talk about in a moment. And they want it done professionally. And they not like this one. <laughs> you stop it. And they, but they don't want to spend time on it. Is the big one? Is they a number of our clients, especially in larger firms, have taken on the initiative in-house. They've got a lot of people on their marketing team. And so they designate a person or two and say, you spearhead this. And then that person spends, God knows how much time on YouTube and wherever trying to learn how to do this. And they cobble all the moving pieces together and they roll it out and it can be a little rough around the edges. And, but worse, then that person jumps ship and goes to another firm and now where we don't even know where all this, there's passwords to 19 different things. We don't know how to get into this. We don't even know how to publish an episode. And there's so many little moving parts that pulling it off can be a bit frustrating for an in-house team. And that we've taken over a lot of those types of shows. And one of the ways we've been able to grow as quickly as we have is understanding the pain points that firms are having and speaking directly to them, creating a process that will minimize the amount of time and effort that the firm has to spend on any of this, and then maximize the output output that they're going to get from it. And that, and that starts from the beginning with strategy too, because they're, a conversation will frequently start with, why would I do this? They heard they should. Someone told them, you should do this. <laughs> this, is, this is a thing everybody's doing. All right, I'll do it. And they'll think, okay, I want to have a podcast about whatever, something interesting to them that they think other people will be interested in. And we'll talk about that. But we're also lawyers. People will get to know us and like us because we're lawyers. And then if they ever need the thing that we do, they'll call us, right? I'm not opposed to that idea, but it is very difficult to pull that off because you have, it's, it's a branding play. And, yeah. but it's also a play where you're competing in a very crowded marketplace you are competing with Brene Brown and Joe Rogan and Tom Segura and people that have these huge followings and you are just creating something that you're hoping someone will listen to on Saturday afternoon while they're mowing the grass or walking the dog <laughs> or going to the gym. And that is a tough sell to say, just stop what you're doing and listen to my thing that's kind of entertaining. And, and honestly, if you can do that really well, 
you probably are in the wrong profession. And <laughs> now that's not to say that it can't be done well, that you can't do these community-based podcasts where you get to know people because you can network with people in your community by bringing them on the podcast. I think this is great, but often lawyers are looking for a little bit of a faster connection, not so far removed from turning it into money, right? Sure, yeah. And this that one is a longer play. And it's a, a more difficult play as well. Where a lot of lawyers find the sweet spot for them is we, you stop in the beginning and you say, what do we want? What's the pain point you're experiencing that would make you even want to spend a dollar or spend a minute on your marketing? What pain point are we solving? And do you want more referrals? Okay, let's think about what a podcast could do to serve that end. Do Love you it. need to convert the leads that are in your funnel better. Let's say you're getting a lot of leads. You're having trouble getting them to pick up the phone. Okay. Now we're going to make content that maybe speaks directly to them that guides them through the funnel better nurtures that lead. And by stopping and saying, why are we doing it? Who are we doing it for? What do they want to know? How are we going to do that for them? And then how does that ultimately turn into money for you is very helpful. And then having a team that can execute that for you and creating the soundtrack and the professionally voiced intros and outros. So when somebody hears it, they go, okay, these people are legit. Yeah. And, yeah, and then and of course they, the lawyers yeah. not spending a certain amount of time. That's, right? I mean, that's a huge one. Is, they show up, they record, they roll out. That, I mean, that's, you know, our tagline, you do the, you do the talking, we do the rest. And we, we try to stick to that. We want you to come in, sit down, get your expertise out of your mouth and walk away and never think about it again. Yeah. So we'll cut Robert to kind of, that's what I have here, right? So I'm recording this with you right now. I download this and send it up to my cloud and then I'm done. I don't do anything else. <laughs> yeah. But I've, I've, I've organized it. a team and processes yeah. and automation over the last three years that to do what we do here. Yeah. And it's not edited really. It's whatever. And so, yeah, if you're a firm that's like super, you know, your brand's like polished and you want it to be done right. And most of the time lawyers want everything to be done very well. Doing it yourself is definitely more, way more difficult and requires more people and time and energy and expense, honestly. But yeah, I just show up and do this and I'm out. Like I got other meetings today and I'll go off to my, my normal stuff. So this can't take too much of my time. Right. Um, and it's not a good use of your time. The one thing that helped me, I had over the years, I've had more than one person tell me, even when I was a lawyer, what do you bill by the hour? What do you need to get paid by the hour? And anything, as long as you've got a little money to spend, anything that's less than that, you should be paying someone else. You should be buying back your time from that person. And that has been very helpful for me to think about things that way. Stop trying to learn how to edit a podcast. <laughs> it's you're never going to be as good as somebody who has 15 years of experience as an audio engineer and you'll pay that person a fraction of your hourly rate. Yeah. I mean the same thing, you know, like my business, we do content SEO, very technical stuff. And I've met very few marketing people or heads of marketing for law firms, which we have a lot of clients that know anything close to what we do. You know, they all kind of dabble or they were in TV or they had some kind of marketing background, but the deep expertise, they don't have time nor should right. they. They shouldn't be doing all that for a law firm because they got all the other stuff to do, events and all the other uh, you know, newsletters and print material, whatever else they, they might need to do. And they're there to organize it all and, you know, use people for what they need to use them for. Right. They need um, a trusted partner that knows exactly what they're doing, that they can rely on to do it consistently, properly, that they don't and have with to redundancy it versus, it. Yeah, redundancy versus like a single point of failure. 
Uh, oh, Michelle did all our uh, our podcast, and then she's gone, and now everything grinds to a halt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, which I, I will say I do like that a little because we do end up with a number of clients that way. So, so go out there, start your own podcast, <laughs> and then call Robert. So one of the things you you said I think I really like too, and this is with anything but strategy and stepping back. And this would be for any lawyers listening for any purpose, whether you like, let's go get another office building or let's go do these things or more marketing or, and the same thing I had the conversation with a lawyer that reached out to me. Why did you reach out? Why do you think you need that? Why do you think you need Google ads? Why do you think you need SEO? What, what are you trying to do? And then let's break that down and make sure that what you were told is even the right thing to do. Like, let's really figure this out. Who's your ideal customer? And then what, how does that, that customer interact, right? So if I've got a client, like I have an estate planning firm. Our ideal client is $5 million in net worth. Okay, well, Google Ads is not, not a product for you. Like if I'm worth $5 million and I'm going to hire an estate planning attorney for my trust, I'm not clicking on Google Ads. I'm probably not even searching that much unless I just am fresh out of good referrals from my other rich friends. So you got to peel that back and say, hey, is this even a viable solution for you? Why do you, you know, do you think this will work? And so I think that's super important strategy, step back. And then when it's like, yeah, this is perfect and this will work, you know, then it's a little bit easier to move forward and say, hey, we feel confident in, in what we can do for you versus this isn't what you thought it was going to be. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good, a good tip right there for anything, for anything you're going to be doing. Why are we doing this? Did someone just throw this idea at us or... You know, are we really right. going to see, you know, what's the outcome of the podcast? Like in a year from now, two years from now, five years, what success look like to you? You know, I think that would be a good question to ask. And then make sure that you're putting them in the right style of podcast, right? Do they want to just be a talking head or do they want to interview people? You know, um, so maybe we can talk about that a little bit more different, you know, ways. Because I do the interview style, right? For me, it's about the connection and the person right. I'm talking with more than it is the audience. Sorry, audience. No, but. I'm going to bring value to people by having real conversations and not having right. scripted questions. And like, this is all just us talking right now. So for me though, it's me meeting you, Robert, and right. getting to know you and we can form some relationship and maybe you need some help. Our law firm needs a podcast and I can ship them off to you and help them out. So, but benefits to lawyers that could have a podcast. Well, and that's, um, you know, let's go through it, that. When it comes to why are you doing it? That's one of the, the reasons if we're looking at something, if we want to drive some referrals, we want to establish ourselves as an authority on this XYZ subject. And we'll start a podcast about that. We have a number of clients that are doing this method where they talk about this thing and other lawyers are interested in it. They listen to it. They show up regularly and follow this podcast. And then the podcast also interviews other experts in this field, other lawyers. They're bringing them on. They're developing this relationship in real time on the microphone with somebody they otherwise would be very unlikely to talk to. And the nice thing is it's all virtual now. So you can talk (laughs) to anybody anywhere in the world and develop that relationship in a way that's hard to do otherwise. Because if you called them and said, I just, you're someone that I respect. I followed your work and I'd like to get to know you a little. Yeah. They're probably not going to take that call, which is, it, it just sounds like <laughs> we a got a stalker like, on our hands. <laughs> well, you know, I got stuff to do. I'm busy. I can't just get on the phone and talk to you open-endedly. And, yeah. but yeah. then you say, no, I'm Kevin. I'm with the managing partners podcast where we interview just some of the most successful managing partners and yada, yada, yada. And here's a handful of people that, you know, they know yeah. <laughs> that have already been on the show. Here's some episodes. They're like, Oh, okay. Pre-vetted. Love it. Uh, yeah, I'd love to come talk. And you're giving them something of value as well. You're giving them a platform. 
to tell to spread their message and perhaps show up and, and other people will get to know them through that and so they're going to come on you're going to get to know them build some of that no like trust they're going to walk away feeling ha- having some feeling for you now like okay i know who that is they're a part of your network potentially a <laughs> referral source potentially a client at some point in that is very powerful and that's a good way of doing it. And then there's that added bonus, obviously, if you're creating content that you can also make valuable for a group of listeners that ultimately will provide value to you over the long haul, where, you know, if you're doing it for lawyers, other lawyers are going to listen. They're going to get to know you like you trust you and perhaps send you business, perhaps become clients themselves. So that's a really valuable way of doing it there. But the way that the majority are doing it is doing something where they're driving leads they're you know we talked about that earlier they're driving those uh they're nurturing those leads in the funnel and the way the structure of the podcast you're asking like you do interviews right a lot of those style podcasts are direct to camera the monologue the i i know what you're going through because i've been here i've seen it a thousand times this happened and then this happened now here's how it's going to play out right the bad thing happened to them and now you're there to let them know we know but there's light at the end of this. We've seen it. And we're here to take your problem from you because that's what you want to do. You want yeah. to give them that feeling that they can trust you and that you're the person to take this weight off of their shoulders and help them. And if you can do that with your voice is such a powerful way to do that. And we just want to get them to pick up the phone. They pick up the phone and they can sit down in front of you now. They already kind of have a sense for who you are. They even know your sense of humor a little bit. (laughs) And it's going to be a lot, you know, you ask them for $10,000 at the end of that meeting to go on this journey together, and they're going to feel a lot more comfortable at that point. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get them comfortable because that's the hard part. Because if they leave the office, it's a lot harder to get them to ever come back. And we don't want them to do that. So I think those monologues can be really helpful. They're also a little harder. You know, anybody who's been a trial lawyer knows, you know, you want to deliver your opening and your closing. It's a little more difficult than just having a conversation with somebody about something you know. Yeah. And so on the other side, there is also a lot of clients use the method where two lawyers in the firm talk to each other, almost an interview where they're just talking about something a client wants to know, you know, so Matt, so, but tell me what happens if we get this demand letter, whatever. And then the other one answers and they're having this back and forth conversation that is intended to provide value to the listener, answer their questions, develop that relationship of know, like, and trust. And that is one of the most frequent ways people do things. And I think it's a very valuable way because it's very easy. It's conversational too. It's not like a a script. Right. And, and I don't like the script. I I hate scripts. (laughs) So many people will sit down and read their podcast and it's, I'm sure somebody will listen to it. I'm sure that there's, there can be something valuable in it, but We've all been to those CLEs where the person shows up and they, they're just monotone for six hours and you missed all of it. I mean, you got your hours, you were there, but you have no idea what just happened. And oh. the problem with the podcast is you don't have to be there. They, if, if it's not valuable, if you can't keep your brain engaged, it doesn't matter how valuable the content might ultimately be if you were to a, able to get it. No one's going to hang around for that. So having that conversational format that gets right to the point, tells people, scratches that pain point. What's FAQs? It's like they're the questions the clients are going to have. Right. That's the thing when they're having talk to it. And the thing is, yeah, say you have a client that's, uh, you know, divorce is a good, I think, one because unless something abrupt happens, it's probably a 
it's, it's, I've seen it's a longer cycle. So you might be thinking about divorce, but you're not really sure. So you're doing some research. And if you could be the attorney that's speaking to them, they can hear you or maybe yeah. even see you as well. Yeah. Then they build a connection and they can hear your voice. And that's more than they get from it. They just search online and go choose yeah. another well, firm and look at their website and they don't get any of that. So Right. And you're, you have an opportunity there to guide them through this period of time that could be protracted. So you're thinking about leaving, right? Here's our episode about, so you're thinking about leaving. Have you considered this? And then here's all the things, okay, you're going to make your exit. You have a lot of questions around that. Can I take half the money in the bank account? Like people want to know these things. And what's great is you already know what they want to know because they've asked you every good question and crazy question that there is to ask in every consult you've ever been in. But you can also look and see what the search engine reports have. What are people searching for? That's how we know what they want to know too. And yep, yep. It's, it's funny because one of the most frequent questions I get is, won't I run out of things to talk about? <laughs> uh, no, never. No. Never. It's never been a problem. And just with those two things right there, write down every question you've ever been asked in a consult, and then let's look at the search engine reports, and we have content forever. Ever. Yep. Yeah, we rewrite stuff. I mean, people search so much different stuff in different ways, and it's, you know, I think a lot of lawyers are like, well, I just want to be number one for boom, boom. Like, okay, well, yeah, that's like the holy grail, but that's... Yeah, we'll get right on that. You know, there's a million ways people think and, and search, and they're not, they don't have the lingo an attorney has. They don't know some of the technical things. And so I deal with that all the time. Lawyers are like, well, everyone's going to search for this, of course. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not, that's not how they think about it. Uh, truck accident lawyer. Like, you know, if I was in an accident, I don't think I'd search for a truck accident lawyer because I was in a truck or a van or a car. So you just got to get, you know, look at the data. And then right. listen to your clients and write down those those questions that they frequently ask and write to that, or in this case, record yeah. to that. And then, you know, I've, we've been, you know, I've definitely, like the repurposing and all the others, the byproducts of this, right? Video while you're recording yourself, the audio, you can get this, I can dump this and get it transcribed. And then AI can write me an article or I can write me an article out of the transcription. I can make quotes, posts, Instagram, reels unlimited and so as a lawyer with not much time you while you're recording one episode a week or whatever your cadence is the content that you get from it is endless to be honest with you yeah that's been a big selling point that i didn't even fully understand when i got into the business was the amount of content for the minimal time investment you know you get the lawyer they sit down they talk for 30 minutes and then you take that you edit it now you have an audio podcast the you know, the, what we're using right now, you can capture your video very easily. We use something called Riverside, but there's also Squadcast and Iris. There's so many different platforms that are relatively inexpensive that you can yeah. get high quality audio and video online. Uh, they have mobile apps. It's, they could It couldn't be more simple now. And you can take that. So now you've got the audio. You've also got the video to use on YouTube. Then you take it, you have an article, you have a transcript, then you take that video. And every episode, you've got at least three to five little clips, little 60-second hits of something interesting, yep. something that will give a prospect who's on your social feed a little bit. Like, here is something that I know you want to know. And we clip that out. We put a title on it that's compelling. And now when people see it in their feed, it's got that title, it's got some branding, it's got some captions on it, so they understand what this is they can qualify themselves that is something i've been thinking about and then they can 
watch it with the captions, understand what's going on a little bit and say, I want to know more about that. I like that. I want to know more about that. So you're, you're getting all of these different pieces of content from such a small investment from the attorney. And that can be one of the hardest things. I mean, having practiced myself, one of the hardest things to do is stop and make time for marketing and business development. I'm practicing law. I'm busy. The marketing team struggles. They say, this is what you need. I to need do. more stuff. Yeah. yeah. This is what we need from you this year. And the, you know, sit down and write a blog article, go to these business development events and things like that. And that's why a lot of lawyers do like this medium because they can get all of these pieces and they see them like it's on the social feed. It's on YouTube. It's on the website. It's on podcast players, all of these pieces coming from such a little time investment. And then it's polished <laughs> and it looks good and it makes them sound really good. Like, hey, you're all over the place. Like, yeah, yeah. it's been an hour this week. Right. That was it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm not even leveraging half the stuff I just said we're about to. Um, right, but it's still valuable, even though you're not leveraging all that. That's yeah. what's wild. You know? Yeah. Like, not even so if you do, if, uh, you know, if you're a lawyer and you do the interview style and maybe with other lawyers, or um, say if you're a injury lawyer, you can interview doctors or physical therapists or people that would send you business. But if you're looking for referrals, you know, have a lawyer in another part of the state, right? Or anywhere that's virtual. And then you're tagging them and their firm on the post if you do social media from this content and then now they're getting tagged and then they see it and then it's like oh wow they tagged us and then that relationship gets even stronger and it's just endless possibilities and you know it might sound overwhelming like but it's a lot of the stuff is easy to build from this piece of content and so if you get the right system in place or the right team in place to just make it happen and you know i think just with social media and a lot of firms are like, they either are going to go all in and some of them just crush it or they don't even start because they're like, oh, that looks like a lot of, a lot of work. Yeah. The, a lot of my time. It's usually Susan. Let's congratulate Susan for working here for 17 years. <laughs> you know, like that's it's mostly, Labor Day. Yeah. It, yeah it's President's Day. Day, everyone. And I, I hope I am not burning some of the goodwill I've generated with some of you listeners by speaking directly to you. Uh, but I get it. it. It can be very hard to generate content. You are juggling a lot of other things that matter. So I get that because somebody said like, we got to get something on the social feed. And, and I get that too. I've been in that position where like, you got to get something out there. We're doing our best. Come on, cut us some slack. But yeah. at the end of the day, when somebody is looking at your social feed, they do not care about Susan. They do not care that you care that it's Labor Day. They care about what's in it for them. What's the value? And yeah. frequently, I mean, I think it's great to celebrate your wins. Hey, Susan, that's crazy. You've been here a really long time. We're going to celebrate you. We want the outside world to see that we're celebrating you. But if that's all you're doing on your feed, that's not valuable for a prospect. No they one are not going to see. Right. They're not going to see 10 posts in a row of that. Like if they're vetting you, someone referred you, you came in warm, but now even a warm referral frequently gets some vetting. They're going to look at your website. Mm -hmm. They might look at some of your social channels and there's nothing of value there in these congratulatory posts. They, they might be like, well, these seem like nice people, but they're there. I'm going to get the job done. Can they take care of my situation? Yeah. Like what do they know? And because they're there because they have a problem of some sort and what your content, some of your content should speak to that should speak to the problems that they have and, and they value, value, value. What value are you offering with that content? That is where you should be leveraging it. And, you know, even if it's just something funny, actually funny, <laughs> but that that's value because it's like, oh, that's, that's cute. Like if you can make somebody just like turn the corner of their lip up for a second, there's value in that. Because well, they, also, you know, I think the general public is, can be a little 
like oh, i gotta reach out to a lawyer like you're right you're immediately like concerned maybe yeah right like eh, maybe they're scary people? maybe they're gonna be they're gonna charge me too much money yeah they're gonna charge me as soon as i call them and start tracking time i mean they you know people don't know and so if they see that you're approachable and you're laid back and yes it's, it, that's your firm but yeah um, right this allows you to put that out to the public and they oh the the, the owner looks like a fun kind of person and, and very easy to talk to right and they I, want to talk to that person yeah I have a lawyer that says fuck on his podcast fairly regularly. And when I first started working for him, we asked, do you want us to cut those? Fuck no. You know, that's, <laughs> but that's who he is. He yeah. <laughs> is brash. He's a New Yorker. And Be yourself. This, is, this is just who he is. And you're going to go on a journey with him that could last years. And this is who he's going to be through that entire journey. So if you're going to get turned off by that at this stage in the game, we are not a good fit. But he attracts the ones that are like, damn, I like that guy. Uh, he's like me. Him. He's like me. He's not sitting in some, you know, marble corner office. He's he's a guy who came like I can hear him. He sounds like me. Um, he's relatable and people that makes people comfortable. Yeah, here's the thing, like you you can't try to like be everything to everyone. Be yourself. And that is your brand anyway. So when they interact with your firm. Everything they see from the decor, your people, your website, and then how you talk, like be real. And yeah. you're going to attract the clients that want to go with you. And you're going to turn off the ones that don't. And yeah. you need to be and okay one, with that. Yeah. The ones that like you, you're going to have a better relationship with too. They're going to be easier to work together. Oh yeah. I know at Ray Digital, I don't want to sign any clients that uh, we're signing on for hopefully a long term for them. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot right, of betting going on around here. The fit is important as a... Very important. Any, anybody doing business with the public knows what it feels like to be in a bad relationship with a client. Now, of course, if you're doing like, uh, say, criminal and you're got, you know, you know, a lot of, you know, smaller cases, you know, volume, you're a volume firm that, you know, it might be a little harder to do. But with that said, this kind of stuff can help a lot of ways filter or bring in the right kind of clients because, you know, instead of them getting to your intake and then they're just signing them up. Right. You know, let them see who you are and then yeah. let them weed themselves out. And then the ones, again, that are interested and they want, if you are the better lawyer or more extensive lawyer, you definitely need to be doing stuff like this. You definitely have to have this kind of content because you, you don't have the opportunity otherwise. Yeah. You said it earlier, too, when you were talking about the the estate planner wanting $5 million estates. You have to know who your client is and where they are. And and if you know that, then you can talk to them where they are. So it's, Absolutely. A, it's a really important part to understand. 100%. Yeah. If I, you know, if I was like, I only work with uh, law firms that do $50 million a year, totally different than I'm, I was like, hey, I, I want to help the solo firm. Like I want to help the, the, the small guy get it get a chance so obviously totally different um yeah be where they way are. you would handle yourself <laughs> well robert i appreciate you so much coming on um and sharing your story very uh, exciting story there interesting uh as a lawyer you didn't want to stay a lawyer and you you went a different route and you you made a decision and you know i've i've run into quite a few lawyers that i've, I've spoken with that reached out to us for like say marketing and i'd follow up with them maybe later six months oh yeah i, I hung it up or i went to work for someone else they couldn't cut it on their own. And, uh, you know, you just got to make that decision. What, what do you want to do, right? And if you want to grow, you want to be number one. You want to stay small enough to have a lifestyle. You know, what is it? So I think back to their, your original thing was strategy, <laughs> which is where you start with your client, right? So if someone needs a podcast, they want help. Okay, well, why? Why do you want to do this? So I would say reach out to Robert. If you're like, you know what? I want to have a podcast to work for us. You can reach out to me. You can reach out to Robert. 
I don't do podcasts for other people, but I can definitely give my perspective and I can connect you with Robert if you don't have his contact. So, but lawpause.com, I assume you can connect on LinkedIn. That's where I spend most of my time. It so. is. If you'd have told me that 10 years ago, I'd have said you were crazy, but <laughs> here I am on LinkedIn a lot of the, a lot of time. Yeah. Well, this, you know, everyone's watching is live on LinkedIn, but it's also live on YouTube and Facebook and all the podcast platforms. All and this places. tool that we're using right this tool that I'm using is StreamYard and there's all kinds of tools like Robert mentioned, but um, I can stream to all those places at once and then, you know, cut this up and it goes to all the podcasts. So it, it's, you can be in a lot of places at once and, you know, Robert, then their team can take you to a whole nother level. So I would definitely reach out, check them out, check out their website. And if they're Robert, anything else you want to share before we go? No, I'm always happy to chat whether it ends up being a good fit or not. Because one of the first things I'll tell people is it's not the right fit for every firm. Yeah, yeah, no problem. <laughs> That it's happens. Not the right, yeah, exactly. That won't be edited out either because we don't do that here. <laughs> no, it, it's not the right fit for every firm, depending on the situation they're in, what goals you're trying to accomplish. And I am, I'm a relationship person. I, I want to figure out where you are and if I can help you now. And if I can, I want to let you know that. But also at the end of the day, might be able to help you later. So I want to be very upfront with you. But I'm happy to chat about it. Even if you just want to talk about your podcast and how it could be better, just hit me up. Happy to talk. Yeah, existing podcast, new to podcast. Um, I don't, I, I don't have any firms that I know uh, in the past that were clients of ours. It's been a few years, but they're like, yeah, we tried to start one, and we got the room set up, and we got all this stuff, and then like, how's it going? Oh, we never did it. So if I can try to connect with them and remember who they were, I'll have to send them your way. Yeah, but we just need to buy the perfect camera. We just I hear a lot of that. Like stuff. we bought all this stuff, but yeah, no one ever did anything with it. Well, it's exciting all to the... buy the stuff. It's hard to do the thing. Oh yeah, people just have. I bet. I bet. I bet. Everyone listening, there's a, probably at least a dozen of you right now that has some of the equipment, never recorded anything. You know who you are. All right, Robert. Well, I appreciate you coming on to share today. You can hang out with me backstage here. We'll, we'll hey, do a little chatting. Pleasure. Everyone else, uh, thank you so much for tuning in to my podcast. Hopefully it's helpful. And uh, if you feel like you could be a good guest or have someone that you'd like to refer to be a guest, always looking for some heavy hitters, people that can share good value on the show here and reach out. Be happy to entertain anybody. So, Robert, see you later. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We have been producing this podcast for years, have had hundreds of guests, and produced hundreds of episodes. We don't ask for much, but I do have one ask. If you find value in this podcast, please share it with one person just like you. The best way to do that is to send them to ArrayDigital.com, where we have a full library of all the episodes that they can sort by practice area and or state. So again, we appreciate you listening and thanks for sharing.